ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. The 2023 Creative Competitor Competition has come to a close. Last Wednesday, November 15th, on Talk of the Universe, we had the final match. JAC versus Captain Kiddo. Five judges were selected to judge the contest. We had longtime LFF member, King of New York, Titan of the Northeast, TJ Marconi. We had one-fourth, I believe, of Young, Dumb, and Broke, Jordan Oliver. We had from WWX, Rockstar Joey Sins. We had filmmaker Micah Kahn, who directed Zombie Wedding, featuring John Maxner. And we had the Long Island landmine, Joe Ocasio. Those were your five guest judges. It was a little different than the finals of the previous CCC. In the finals of the previous CCC, they showed the final video of each competitor in the finals and each competitor, Lauren Santiago, represented by Lauren Chouanet, and JAC, represented by myself. Each representative got to make their pitch to the judges why they should be the one chosen. The pitch part did not happen. It was strictly a... We showed JAC's video, we showed Captain Kiddo's video, and then the judges voted. TJ Marconi was late and did not watch the videos with everyone else. He came in, he was shown, actually he was shown, from what I understand, from what they said, different videos than what the other four judges were shown. I can tell you that of the first four judges, Jordan Oliver and Joey Sins voted for Captain Kiddo. Micah Khan and Joe Ocasio voted for JAC. So the vote was even at two apiece. It was all down to TJ Marconi. TJ Marconi, after seeing the videos privately with the SRGBSS, comes out, votes for Captain Kiddo. Captain Kiddo has won the 2023 Creative Competitor Competition. Congratulations to Captain Kiddo. I hope you make a great competitor. My thoughts on the finals. I wish I had gotten to make a pitch like I did in the previous year. I feel like that could have maybe given me a better chance in the finals. Will I be putting JAC in the competition next year? Yes. I believe in JAC. I believe JAC is a great competitor. I blame myself for him not winning the past two years. It is my fault. It's 100% my fault. So. To all the fans who support JAC, I apologize for once again letting you down. I'm going to keep trying. Hopefully I improve. Maybe I can bring in somebody better to take the reins because right now I'm not getting it done. I don't know. I'm going to keep working because I believe in the competitor. Once again, I apologize. I've already reached out to John Calais. Apologize for once again failing him. Hopefully next time I'll make it back to the finals and win. Again, apologize to everyone for once again letting me down. My thoughts on the CCC going forward. 
based on the past couple years, based on the thing I've seen, the CCC is no longer a promo contest. Pat Mulligan constantly said throughout the contest, promos matter. I am telling you right now, based on my experience, promos don't matter. Here's what matters. In the preliminary rounds, in the opening rounds, from the start all the way up to the semifinals, you need to get out the vote. You need to get people to vote for you. When you get to the finals, you need to make a short film. The CCC is now a filmmaking contest. If you make the better film in the contest, you will likely win. Now, the one caveat to that is this. It's me. Again, it's entirely possible that nothing I'm saying matters. I'm the reason for the JAC failure. But assuming for some reason I'm not the cause of JAC losing the last two years, in my opinion, it's because the focus is now on the final video you make. That's the only thing that matters. Get to the finals. Make the better movie. Now, is that the direction I really want to see this contest go? No. Filmmaking is not a skill that everyone has. It's hard to do. So I don't know what to tell people. I would say, though, going forward, if you go into the CCC, go in with the idea of I have to make, if I make the finals, I have to make a short film. What's that short film going to be about? Promoing in the middle, you can do it if you want, but you don't have to. You literally don't have to make promo videos anymore. The entire normal concept of the final video where they take two weeks, you make promos, and then they make a compilation. You don't have to do that anymore. Okay? You can just make a short film that you don't have to show anybody. You can just make a short film, send it straight into Pat when you get to the finals. You don't have to show it in the discussion group. It can go straight from your editing bay to showing the judges when the finals match happens. Promoing is no longer something you need to do in the CCC. Now, this is under the current rules. They may change the rules going forward. So be aware of that. But as of right now, promoing, in my opinion, is dead in the CCC. You don't need to do it. The judges don't care. The organizers don't care. They'll pay lip service to it. But at the end of the day, get out the vote in the rounds up to the finals. Make the finals. Make a little movie. Send the movie in. If your movie's better, you're going to win. That's the best advice I can give to somebody. It's what I'm going to have to work on next year. I'm going to have to basically, as JAC, try to figure out what's going to be the best two to three minute movie I can make that will best impress the judges. Now, I may make promos throughout just because that's what they want me to do, but you don't have to. As of right now, you don't have to. Promos don't matter in the CCC. Get to the finals, make your movie, and then that's it. That's what I'm going to do representing JAC in the 2024 Creative Competitor Competition. I hope I can make it back to the finals. I hope I don't let the people down again. I still believe in the character. I still believe he is the best, most realized, most impactful character created for the CCC. I think he's the character that brings the most passion. 
I think more people will remember JAC for what he's done in the CCC than any of the winners that have bested him. I 100% believe that. But I'm announcing now JAC will be back 2024 CCC. The sign-up period to enter the CCC has not opened yet. From discussions I've had with Pat Mulligan, it looks like they're going to open up sometime soon and close New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve will be the deadline for submission. The basics of submission are physical description of the character, background of the character, how they heard about the CCC. That's generally what you need to know. And you'll send that to, unless the email address has changed, stuman9 at hotmail.com. S-T-U-M-A-N, the digit 9, at hotmail.com. That's not official. That's just what I understand from past years. We may see a new format in 2024. I know Pat has talked about it. Right now, though, based on the past format, those are my thoughts. Again, congratulations to Captain Kiddo for a successful victory. Again, sorry to everyone that I let down representing JAC. Faction Wars 5 News. Last week, I gave you the results of one of the two play-in matches to play into Phase 1. The Unionverse defeated the Outlaws. The other match concluded. The Freak Show defeated the Kongaholics. So we have now entered Phase 1. Here are the matchups in Phase 1. We will have the Crime Wave face Paradise. We will have the Freak Show face the Big Picture. The Refinery will take on Starmaker Productions. The Constellation will take on The Line. The Higher Class will take on The Armada. The Omitted Seven will take on The Collective. The Mission will face the New Wool Order. And then finally, the Unionverse will face Just Business. Those are the eight matchups in Phase 1. Here is what is going to happen in Phase 1. We will have, like we did in Phase 0, the Skill 10 matches. So, quick recap. Each team in Faction Wars has seven members and maybe an eighth as an alternate to replace one of the seven if necessary. Each team drafted a Tornado Tag Team, a Trio, and six singles characters. Each singles competitor had to have a different printed 10 skill. So only one character with a printed Power 10, one with a printed Tech, Agility, Strike, Submission, and Grapple. Okay, in the first round of Phase 1, the competitors with the like skills will face each other. So the Power 10 player for will use the first match. The Crime Wave will take on the Power 10 player of Paradise. Tech 10 player versus Tech 10 player, so on and so forth. They will phase off in standard singles matches, best two out of three. Each team will earn one point for a victory, no points deducted for a loss. This means that the winning player in each matchup will earn two points for their team. The losing player will earn either one point 
or zero points for their team, depending on whether or not they can take one of the three falls, if they can push it to a third match. The specialists for each team will face off. The specialist is the player that is playing as the tornado tag and the trio. Each team has one player that plays both. This is a one fall match, two points per victory. So you play your tornado tags, the winner earns two points for the team. You play your trios, the winner earns two points for the team. In addition to these, there will be a TLC match, a tables, ladders, and chains match. The captain will choose one of his six single competitor players to play in the TLC match. The specialist can't be in this match. It's two points, four victory, one fall. There will be a sticks, stairs, and chairs match. The captain will pick one of his six singles competitors to play in this match. Each team picks one player. They will fight. The specialist cannot be one of these players. The TLC player cannot be one of these players. This is one fall to a finish, worth two points to the victor. There will be a last competitor standing match. Again, each captain will pick a singles player to play in a last competitor standing match. The specialist can't be one of these. The player he chose for the TLC match can't be this. The player he chose for the stick, stairs, and chairs match can't be this. This is one fall as well. This is worth two points as well. And then finally, there will be a premier player match. Captains will pick one player on their team to be the premier player. The premier players will face off in a ring of fire match. One fall, one point to the victor. There is no restriction on the premier player. So the premier player can be the person that's the TLC player. They could be the stick, stairs, and chairs player. They could be the last competitor standing player. Teams have from now until November 30th to construct their deck lists. It's one deck for each player. So if you have a player that's playing the singles match and, say, the stick, stairs, and chairs match, they're using the same deck for both matches. Once the deck lists are submitted, players will have until December 29th to play their matches. They play their matches. They report their results. Those results get submitted by December 29th. And then Phase 2 will start the following week. That is all the information I have for you about Faction Wars 5. It should be kicking off soon. Players still have not quite two weeks. Pretty close. It's a week from Thursday is the deadline to submit deck lists. And then play can start. People do know who the specialists are for their opponents and what competitors their specialists are using. They know who the skill matchups are. All the other things, TLC, Premier, Last Competitor Standing, Sticks, Stairs, and Chairs, those will be completely unknown. Those are not based on skill matchups. You could have a Power 10 player in a TLC match, and you can have a Grapple 10 player in the TLC match. It's all up to the captains. That's what I have, though, for Faction Wars 5. PAX Unplugged. PAX Unplugged will be starting the day after the deadline closes for 
Faction Wars 5 for the deck list submission deadline. December 1st through December 3rd, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia Convention Center. Here's the news that I have on that. The old school pack number two is scheduled to debut at PAX Unplugged. There will be lunch combos for sale. This is a, usually some type of starter deck and other material for a discounted price. There will be competitors if you buy lunch combos. I'm not sure if these are new competitors or what, but there will be lunch combo competitors debuting. There will be preset prize kits. You'll know in advance what's in the prize kits there at PAX Unplugged. We may see new alt art cards debut in these prize kits. We may see new foil cards debut in these prize kits. There are a number of things we will see, but these prize kits are coming out, and we'll also know for each tournament what the prizing breakdown is going to be. We'll know what the winner is going to get, the runner-up, the semifinalists, the quarterfinalists, so on and so forth. That's all new information. That will be known ahead of time if you're participating in one of the tournaments. I don't have any news on the tournaments besides what I've given you previously. All sealed tournaments except for Saturday night, the singles tournaments. No news on the Play Pure. No news on any of the potential constructed events being run unofficially by players. I told you Bob Dunn was looking for people who might want to participate in a constructed tag team event. Reach out to Bob Dunn if you're interested in that. I don't have any news, though, outside of that. Black Friday news. Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving, traditionally in the United States. That is a big retail shopping day. A lot of retailers do discounts on their product. SRG Universe is no different. Right now, currently, running specials for Black Friday. They're live now. You don't have to wait until the 24th of November. They're live now. You use promo code BLACKFRIDAY2023. No spaces, no capital letters. You use that promo code in the coupon blank. Hit apply coupon to apply it. It will take 30% off your entire purchase with the exception of new product and events. New product and events will not be discounted. This does include created content. So if you want to have a competitor made in the game, it will be 30% off right now. If you've been thinking about doing that, now's a good time to do that. Since I just brought up new product, let me also mention the long-awaited Steel Chain deck has released on Supershowthegame.com. It's available in the new item section. $40 gets you the cards in the deck, all Steel Chained theme cards, and a new version, Terror Skull. Terror Skull came out previously in a starter deck with Rainbow Girl. Now it's going to be new art version, new finishes in this Steel Chain deck. $40 for the deck. There are also two out of three random finishes that show up in these decks. These finishes are Steel Chain themed. There's also a Steel Chain add-on pack. This is a $20 pack featuring 
the competitor GoGo, now with logoed finishes. He'd been out before, but competitor card only, now with logoed finishes. And it includes a brand new Newman Spectacle card. The Spectacle card is called Whips the Chain. It says this, once a match, when your opponent has at least three or more cards in their hand than you, they discard one card from their hand and flip one card. That is the new spectacle that comes with the Steel Chain deck add-on pack. $20 for that, $40 for the deck itself. That's the new product that they debuted this week for the game. They also debuted a deck box and dice tower. They had these at Gen Con in a purple, a yellow, and a purple and yellow blend. The new one is red and green from the photo I'm looking at, and it's almost sold out. There are two left in stock as I'm looking at it right now. That is the new product from SRG Universe. We also have some announcements of upcoming future new product. First, there will be a Christmas-themed character this year. In the past, we've had Sugar Plum, Krampus, and... Santa's Little Helper, to name a few. We don't know who the new one is going to be this year, but there will be a new one. There's also been a new entrance card announced, Jumps the Bell. They didn't go into strict detail as to what it does, but I believe it blanks entrance cards. And they talked about how that might affect championships, because all title belt cards have the text on them. That if you lose the match via pinfall or submission, the winner gets the card, becomes champion. How does that work if that card is blanked? I don't know. They're going to debate that in the rules group. But that's a new entrance card coming out. Jump the bell. Outside of the online tournaments and featured matches from this past week, that's pretty much it. A couple of odds and ends bits of news. The fill the van campaign is back on for this year. SRG Universe sells these little fill-the-van packs. They're available right now on supershowthegame.com. I just searched van. It was the last thing listed. You basically put in the quantity you want to get. They're in quantities of $1 each. If you make a $15 donation, you get a random competitor, promo card, and foil. $25 donation. It says the same thing as the 15, random competitor, promo card, and foil card. But looking at this, look at the way it's structured, it looks like it should also include foil competitor. So maybe a foil competitor as well at the 25. $75 donation, random competitor, promo card, foil card, foil competitor, and either an autographed card or a foil card of your choice, depending on what's in stock. And then finally, a $100 donation gets you a random competitor, a promo card, a foil card, a foil competitor, an autographed card, your choice, or foil card, your choice, depending on what they have in stock, as well as being put into a lottery where if you win, you'll get extra prizes. That's the current fill the van campaign. They take that money donated. 
They use it to buy toys, and then they donate those toys to charity. I think it's Toys for Tots. Not 100% sure on that. That's the Fill the Van campaign going on right now. Only suggestion I would make, make that a bit more prominent on the website. It's not on the front page. It's not in the new items. You have to go search it out. So if you didn't know it was happening and you weren't looking for it, I don't think you'd find it. So I'd recommend if they want to raise the profile of that, make it more prominent on the website. Next bit of news. I talked last week about Jeremy Steigerwald practice site transferring the belt to Simon Davner for rent money. As a result of this, Practicite is currently banned from national LFF championships indefinitely. They didn't give a date. So, I would like to welcome Jeremy Steigerwald to the championship ban club. Now, you're not a full member because you're not lifetime, but you are currently banned. So, on behalf of myself, and the other lifetime band player, the Reverend Robert Torn, Jeremy Stargewald, welcome to the championship band club. You are now my brother in banishment. Hopefully, you don't stay too long. Being banned stinks. It's the worst. And then the last thing before tournaments and featured matches. If you created content through the Kickstarter, or the Halloween deck, or you just had something made. There's a section on the website. There's a created content form in that section. Fill it out. Send it in. Get it in before the end of the year. SRG Universe is requesting that. I would not want to see anyone lose out on content they paid for because they did not get their paperwork in on time. So please, if you haven't, this is your reminder. Go do that. We had two online tournaments this week that I was aware of. The first Monday, Monday night fights. Eight players in this tournament. Two preliminary round robin stages. Four players in each division, each group. Each player, the other three. Top two records per group advanced to the top cut. Your two semifinalists were Carlos Lumbre as AJ Styles and Practicite as the original version of Zach Sabre Jr. Your finalists were Chris Pate as leader of the Postal Nation and Cheshire as the dweeb with the winner, Chris Pate as leader of the Postal Nation. Congratulations to Chris Pate for winning Monday Night Fights. Wednesday, after Talk of the Universe, we have a featured match for the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship. Like all LFF Tri-State Championship matches, it is New York Rules. So there are no disqualifications, and the match starts at crowd meter one. The challengers are the Lords of New York. Lord of the Dance as Jamie Senegal, and the New York Phenom as Johnny T, taking on champions Big Money, Mr. Moneymaker as the Iron Sultan, and the Big Guy as the Pretzel Wizard. This was a long, hard-fought match. The challengers tagged a lot. It goes to crowd meter five. The winners, new champions, Lords of New York. Congratulations to the Lord of the Dance, to the New York Phenom, to the Lords of New York for winning the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship. The next challengers 
will be the team of the SRG boss and Kid Thunder, Red Hat, Blue Hat. Red Hat, Blue Hat will face the Lords of New York for the championship date and time to be announced. Thursday, we have Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. Ten players here. Similar format to the previous one. Groups of five instead of groups of four. Top two records per group advance to the top cuts. The matches in the semifinal round are Beast Unchained matches. I do not know if there was a stipulation in the finals. Your semifinalists were Carlos Lumbre as AJ Styles and Cheshire as Bandersnatch. Your finalists were Alec Ventresca as Adam Page and Chris Pate as Big Bad Bobby D. Your winner, Chris Pate as Big Bad Bobby D. Congratulations to Chris Pate for winning both events this week. Congratulations to Cheshire and Carlos Lumbre for making the top four in both online tournaments this week. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. There were technically four matches on the card for Sunday Night Fights. The first two were related. The first two were a back-to-back gauntlet match for the LFF Underworld Championship. The Underworld Champion, the big guy, would have to defend against Jared Bridge in the first match. And then the winner, presumably, would face Zach Ashley in the second match. Although, a weird thing happened. These two matches were standard singles matches. So, there could be disqualifications, there could be countouts. If the champion loses via disqualification or countout, he remains champion. So, and this is the weird scenario. This was something that could have happened because the champion was running cards that if stopped would cause him to lose via disqualification. If he lost, should he have gone on to the second match? It's weird to think that you can lose the first match in a gauntlet and advance to the second, but that may have happened in this scenario. Let me go through what did happen. The challenger, the intergalactic champion, Jared Bridge, was playing as his favorite competitor, EDM. The champion, the big guy, was the new version of Matt Stevens. This match goes to crowd meter two. The champion in control for most of the match. And he hits the finish at crowd meter two. The challenger cannot break out. The big guy remains champion. He goes on to face Zach Ashley. Zach Ashley playing in the second match as the Rising Sun. Zach Ashley could not change his deck as a result of seeing the first match. He had to put his deck on camera before the first match in the gauntlet started. The champion could also not change his deck after the first match. And under those conditions, Zach Ashley, as the Rising Sun, faces champion the big guy. Zach Ashley gets off to a hot start in this match, plays Circle of the Sun early. The finish is stopped, and the match goes on. Like the first match, it ends up going to Crowd Meter 2. The winner, still champion at Crowd Meter 2, the big guy. The big guy successfully defends back to back taking advantage of the disqualification cards in his deck. And he is still the LFF Underworld Champion. 
after the match, he requested that he not have to defend the belt in December. No promises were made, but we did learn that the first number one contender match between Hold the Line Harry and Rambo Apocalypse will be on the first Sunday in December for Sunday Night Fights. And the second contender match between Rowdy Ron and Mitchell Manja will be the second Sunday in December on Sunday Night Fights. I believe that's the case. It's possible those two were switched. They weren't specific about that. And then, after that, who knows? That's where we are right now with the Underworld Championship. The next match on Sunday Night Fights match card, the Veterans Championship on the line, Brock Carson playing as JP Warhorse, takes on Jeff McPeak, the champion, playing as Pretty Boy Snow. Brock Carson hits an early finish at crowd meter zero. The champion's able to kick out. It goes to crowd meter one. The champion regains control, hits the finish at crowd meter one. The challenger cannot break out, and so Jeff McPeak retains the Veterans Championship. Congratulations to Jeff McPeak. No contender was announced for that championship, although it is in the works, and Brian Schmidt, who's currently running the Veterans Championship division, promised to announce it relatively soon. The final match on the card, after a brief announcement from the SRG BOSS, which I'll talk about later, the final match on the card was for the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. The challenger, Drew Madsen, playing as his own creation, Commissioner Drew Madsen. The champion, Brian Waitfort Schmidt, playing as the Witch's Apprentice. The challenger got the advantage early. The champion, however, able to come back, rattle off a string of turn roll victories, rolling 10 time after time. At crowd meter zero, he hits the finish. It's only a seven. But the challenger rolls five, six, and five for the breakout roll. So the winner, still world heavyweight champion, Brian Waitfort Schmidt. Congratulations to Mr. Schmidt for a successful defense. And now let me talk about what the SRG BOWS discussed earlier in the show between the Veterans Belt and the World Heavyweight Championship Belt. The hardcore division will be returning to the LFF at PAX Unplugged. They are going to run a series of sticks, stairs, and chairs draft matches. 36 spots available, so six matches of six. Based on what Steve Resk said, Steve Resk is the SRG BOSS, the six people in each event after they draft their competitors and their 1-27 through decks, They'll each play a ring step match, a kendo stick match, and a steel chair match. The winners will be put to a triad match, stick stairs and chairs. The losers, same match. Winner goes on to perhaps another series. And then there's prizing for everyone involved, including the winner of the fourth, fifth, and sixth place stick stairs and chairs match. As a part of this event, in addition to drafting competitors in 1-27s, 
there will also be finishes that, if stopped, cause you to lose the match via disqualification. Six for each pod. Each player will have to draft a 28, a 29, or a 30. According to Steve, there will be two 28s, two 29s, and two 30s that would cause you to lose via disqualification in the pool. And you have to use the one you draft in the event. And apparently that will be a condition of the hardcore division, the new hardcore division going forward. You have to either play a finish that causes you to lose the match via disqualification if stopped, or play a competitor whose gimmick mentions disqualification in it. Coming out of these events at PAX Unplugged, we will have one person who will be in the inaugural match to relaunch the hardcore division to be the new hardcore champion. He will face in that match Theo the Greek Neo. Theo the Greek Neo was part of the Impact team that won Faction Wars 4. He was given a shot at the Hardcore Championship because of their win. That shot has been on hold because the division has been retired. With the division coming back, he will finally get that shot. No idea when that will happen, of course, obviously after PAX Unplugged, but that is on the horizon. They will also run this Monday Night Fights tomorrow as I'm recording this, November 20th, a singles tournament using these same rules. You have to either have a card in your 28, 29, or 30 that has via disqualification in the text or a gimmick that has that in the text. We may also see pop-ups between now and PAX Unplugged utilizing that rule set. The final thing the SRG BOSS announced was he talked about a number of new foil cards that will be releasing as prizes at PAX Unplugged. If you're interested in that, I would suggest checking out that segment on Sunday Night Fights. I did not write those down. As far as matches coming up for this week, there will be Monday Night Fights, so check supershowthegame.com, the online event portion, to sign up for that. Probably going live Monday. Dojo will be Tuesday night. Twitch.tv slash SRGUniverse. I don't expect Thursday night fights because Thursday is Thanksgiving. And then we may see pop-ups this weekend. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening. And good day.